great segue in. Hello and welcome About time to episode number nine of Much More Football. I'm your host, Frankie Live alongside Mitch Ball and Mitch Farnsworth. Mitch Farnsworth, how are you doing? I'm good. Doing pretty good. Mitch Ball, um, you're already yelling, so how are you doing today? You have a lot to talk about today, Frank. We've got to dive right in. We're diving right in. Let's and just... uh, talk a lot about football. This yep. great month of November is here. Yep. And uh, happy Friday. Happy Friday. Um, so let's just start recapping last week. Oklahoma gets upset by Kansas. Um, so what were your Kansas thoughts on State. the game? Kansas State, yeah, excuse me, Kansas God, State. You can't even get it right, dude. Yeah, all right, I'm trying, okay. Mitch <laughs> Pauly, your thoughts on the upset as we watched the game together? They were getting blown out, then they kind of came back. The onside kick was almost there. Well, technically, the onside kick was there. They just didn't let it travel another uh, half yard. Half, yeah. Um, yeah, so Oklahoma was getting throttled. Game looked over, and then Frank said, oh, this game's over. And sure enough, Oklahoma, Here Jalen, they come. Jalen Hurts said, ah, oh, not so fast, my friend. As Frank said this with a fourth quarter still to play. Um, Oklahoma made it interesting. I know uh, Mitch has a very interesting fact about this, which I'm just going to let him go right now. Oh, God, I didn't write this down. Uh, okay, so the last time that Oklahoma had lost a game after, well, well we, we'll go back two or three weeks now ago, we saw that the Oklahoma Sooner wagon had fallen over, yep. and, you know, luckily everybody came un- away, like, unscathed, and that was always good. But the last time that fell over was 1993 or 1994, I can't remember, one of those years. The next week after that happened, Oklahoma was on the road, and they lost. And it was both times, it was against Kansas State. So history has a weird way of uh, repeating itself. So yep. it might be the sco- uh, Sooner Schooner might have a kind of a curse with it. You know, <laughs> next week you lose to Kansas State. So Oklahoma hopes they don't have to schedule Kansas State after, well, you know, the wagon falls over again. Uh, you uh, you really got to think, maybe Kansas State has somebody on the inside. <laughs> that could be it. Maybe it was an inside job. Snyder's still there. I, I'm telling you, Snyder still got it. So, what were your what were your actually what were your thoughts on the game there, Mitch Farnsworth? I was really surprised in how the way um, Oklahoma came out. They looked sluggish, and then Kansas State took advantage of that. And then I was really concerned why Kansas State, you know, they were piling it on, piling it on, and then they got went conservative. I, yeah. I don't know why in yeah. college football now that all these coaches once they get like a twenty point lead. They have to play conservative. They run the ball, burn the clock, and then they are surprised when you know Oklahoma has a chance at the end. But it's because you guys went conservative. I'm really, I was really shocked when that happened. But you know Oklahoma is still a good team, and you can't really you know just play conservative against them when you're up that big. So right. obviously that <clears throat> Oklahoma back, and you know, but still Kansas State at the end gets that onside kick. Luckily, it took five minutes to review it. Everybody's standing around looking at each other. And then they finally got it reviewed. So, you know, Oklahoma, you know, it, it's Baylor's conference now. Yeah, really Baylor is. Bears, baby. The only thing I'm going to say, Mitch, is Kansas State looked like they took a book out of the old uh, Ohio State coach, uh, Jim Trestle. He was notorious back in the day after he won that national championship in 02. I'm talking between the 07, 09 era where they would play USC and they'd get on USC and be up and they got conservative next thing you know it burn them. Yeah, oh yeah. Kansas State's lucky they got that on no. They're lucky that ball did not go 10 yards officially. Right. Because I really think if Oklahoma got that ball back they were going to go down and score and win the game. Definitely. Well, they would have had a tie so they would have had to either take the extra point and go to overtime or go for two in the win. It doesn't matter. Uh, we really didn't talk about this. We're not going to talk about this game, even though it was pretty big, the LSU-Auburn game last week. It was the same thing with LSU. Yep, LSU yep. was up about 10 or 13 or something around there, and then they got conservative. It was the same thing. I don't get why these coaches think they should play conservative in you know, two or three possession games and trying to burn the clock. So I, that's kind of my last tad bit of you know games from, you know, I just don't understand coaches why they're doing this. Do you understand why they're doing this, Frank? Um. I, I just feel like if they run the ball three times, kill as much clock as possible, don't want to turn the ball over, and they want to just keep the clock moving as much as they can, if you pass the ball, obviously. But like in the third quarter, the beginning of the fourth yeah. No, right. Oh, I know. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you guys. It's different if it's a – I don't – like, you, you need to pile on. It, 
it doesn't hurt to add points. Yeah, because they, like, they were walking down the field, the too. Ball. Oklahoma couldn't stop them, and then all of a sudden they just started running the ball, and then Oklahoma stopped them. Yeah. Yep. But, yep. But moving right along with uh, – we quickly recap. Michigan, uh, Notre Dame-Michigan, Jim Harbaugh gets a big win, throttles Notre Dame. Mitch Bali, your thoughts on seeing that uh, massacre? Uh, that's exactly what it was. <laughs> yeah. Um, and all oh, that – you know, now that I remember, that was my uh, – Lock or upset last week. That was my other pick. I had Notre Dame last week. I picked Michigan. Oh, you did? I That's said right. Jim Harbaugh was yeah. finally got to get a win. And he did. And he did. In the big house. In the big house. Against a mediocre Notre Dame team that got exposed. now should never, ever be ranked in the top 10. Uh, never consider for the college football playoff until they join a conference and yeah. win a conference because they are trash. Notre Dame, the University of Notre Dame, the Fighting Irish is trash. Notre Dame College, the Fighting Falcons, are not. That's yep. all I'm going to say about that. Michigan finally won a big game. That's the Michigan team I know Mitch had been expecting to see all year. Yep. I expected to see all year. That's the team I'm afraid of Ohio State going to play at the end of the year in a rivalry game. I know even Urban Meyer said something like that's the team he expected for them to be all year. Right. Um, with the talent they have, it looked like they finally put a complete game together, both offensively, defensively, and even on the special team side of it. Um, and they still have things they could have cleaned up. Right. They, yeah. they, could, they could have made that game a lot worse than it was. Yeah. Um, so credit to those, those players. And uh, I think Pe- People Jones had a good game, right? Uh, right, Mitch? It, it, it was not really a throwing game a lot. It was a lot more running. But he Charbonnet, did, yeah. Yeah, I know Charbonnet, but is People Jones is back now. Like, he's healthy, right? Yeah, he's been healthy. It's just we don't we didn't get the able we didn't weren't able to throw the ball until about the second half really because the rain it was so bad in the first half. That's football weather. Though. That's I football. loved it. You know yeah. that's why I loved about that game and the Ohio State Wisconsin game. That was football weather. Yeah. But Mitch, go go ahead with your thoughts, Michigan man. Man, looked really good at points. Um, not great. There's still a lot of like uh, I think Mitch said that there you know there's still mistakes that we made. You know Shea Patterson. I don't know if to strangle him at points or to hug him and freaking love him like the quarterback that I hope he wish he was like what I hope he would have been. But at points, like, he had a sack that where he threw the ball backwards inside his own five. And I'm like, at these points in the game, this is like, if that ball, you know, hits a certain spot of the turf and it lands in the freaking field, Notre Dame's going to pick that up and that's six. And then they, I think they were up probably 17-7 to seven at that time. Um, the running game in the first half looked really efficient. The offensive line did amazing job. The offensive line... Still had a few things that they did wrong, but still, it's probably the best game they played because it opened up a lot for Hassan Askins, Charbonnet. You know, those two were kind of a one-two punch. Um, I was really surprised at Notre Dame and their, you know, how they played. It was, you know, we talked about Notre Dame. They had come off a bye. They were two weeks to get this game, you know, for this game, and they came out flat. They Ian Book was in ineffective. Eight for twenty-five for seventy-three yards. This Notre Dame defense, you know, at, they were okay. It wasn't, you know, amazing, but it was the same defense that held um, Swift from Georgia under a hundred yards, and they looked like they couldn't stop Michigan running the ball. Um, they gave up three hundred and three yards rushing to Michigan, but it was for Michigan side. It's a convincing win. I think psychologically, it was a big what they needed for is like a win like that. Obviously, at home. Um, you know, it, confidence is at an all-time high right now for them. Right, right. And then moving over, Ohio State-Wisconsin. Ohio State finally gets tested. And the first half was sloppy. The first two minutes of the third quarter was sloppy. But after that, they put a drive together, went up 10 again, and that was it. So, Mitch Ball, mm-hmm. your thoughts on Ohio State? And um, how good is Chase Young? Well, first things first. <clears throat> we'll talk about the game before we talk about um, the co-Heisman winner. Yeah. Um. They have started slow all year. They really have. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, you look against Miami of Ohio, Michigan State, they started slow. Northwestern. Northwestern, they started slow. Northwestern is a very poor opponent, so is Miami of Ohio. Um, I think this is what we're going to see. I think what Ryan Day does is he has his team come out here. He has a game plan, but he wants to see what the defense is going to throw at him. Mm -hmm. And you want to talk about making adjustments. That team went into the locker room up 10, I believe. They went up, yes, 10. Up 10. Yep. And they came out in the second half, and credit to Wisconsin, they got the uh, tipped punt and ended up scoring on that on a great throw 
by um, well, I can't think of his name. I was Cone. Cone. I almost said Stavik. <laughs> <laughs> that guy or a uh, Horny Brook. I keep thinking yeah. of those two guys. Um, great throw to the uh, corner of the end zone. Right after that, Ohio State said, "All right, we're done messing around," and they went to town. Yep. And they finally had a test, which I think shut up a lot of people in the country, saying, "Well, they haven't had been tested yet." Right. They faced uh, the leading defense. Well, leading rusher for or top candidate. For Heisman, that was a running back. Yep, in the country, mm-hmm. top defense, and they blew him out of the water. Now, as far as Chase Young goes, Chase Young's the best player in college football, hands down. Hands down. Okay, I'm not saying he is the best player in college football. And if Ohio State runs the table and goes undefeated, and he is not in New York for the Heisman Trophy presentation, there's a problem. There is a huge problem. Yep. There is no one that affects the game more than that man. Nope. And you saw it last week with his four sacks. I think he had five and a half tackles for a loss last Two forced fumbles. Two forced fumbles. Um, he wrecks havoc. Yep. And it's – I could not get over watching him last week. That man should be the number one pick in the NFL draft this year. He probably won't be. Because, first defensive player. No, he'll be down. the first. Or first non-quarterback. He'll be the first non-quarterback taken. Right. He could, he'll probably be in the top – he'll probably be the second pick. Third pick, depending on what the top two teams do, more than likely going to be quarterbacks. But mm-hmm. um, I can't say enough about Chase Young. I think Chase Young is just – he has impressed me more this year than Nick Bosa and Joey Bosa did. Yep, I, I think and that's I'm, comfortable I, to say that. That's no cap. <laughs> um, wow. Mitch Farnsworth, your thoughts on the Ohio State victory over Wisconsin? Well, it's exactly what I said was going to happen. You can listen to the show last week, and I said exactly what was going to happen. Ohio State starts off slow. And then, you know, Wisconsin hangs around, and then Ohio State takes over. The score was pretty close to what I predicted. All right, just I, to, I, keep tooting yourself. Yeah, I, I'm, you know, it's. It, I thought exactly. You can just listen to next week's pod or last week's podcast. <laughs> it was almost exactly what I said was going to happen. So I don't know what else I could say. So question for you, do you believe Chase Young should be in New York? Yes, easily. Okay. He won't win, but he will be there. He won't win it. I will agree with that. But I, I, he would have to probably end up with about seventeen to twenty sacks. Joey, Bur- Joey Burrow would have to kind of fall it, apart. Well, yeah. This the Heisman Trophy is an offensive award now. There's yeah, no one's much. done it since uh, a defensive player hasn't won it since Charles Woodson in nineteen ninety seven, and he played defense and offense yeah. and did kick returns. Right. So it's pretty difficult to win the Heisman as a defensive player. But he has all the intangibles to do it. Um, I just think they're going to look at Burrow and like how he is so accurate and he's been able to lead a team like this and how overall the team, you know, because I just don't know if you put any other, you know, quarterback there at LSU that they're that, you know, productive. So I, I'm, I'm kind of in right. that situation right now. Yeah, definitely. It's going to be fun to see who ends up with the Heisman and who gets invited, but hopefully Chase Young will be there. Even if Joe Burrow is there, he's half Ohio State, so we can... I mean, I think there's a scenario where the end, the three that end up in New York could be Justin Fields, J.K. Dobbins, mm-hmm. and Chase Young. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about all that, but... I just wanted to see Mitch's reaction there. He had no comment. He had no comment. <laughs> but moving along to this week, there's pretty a few big games, but we're going to touch on uh, Georgia at Florida. Georgia is a touchdown favorite at Florida. This game effectively eliminates someone. So who is it, Mitch Paula? Who's getting eliminated? This is pretty much a play-in game. Is that what you're asking, though? Who's getting eliminated? Yeah, who's getting George eliminated. George will be getting eliminated. So They're not going gonna... into the swamp, and the Gators going to chomp them. Yep. Send their little bulldog home, crying and weeping. And then they're going to be all upset because they got upset by uh, South Carolina. Yep. And barely beat a Notre Dame team that just got embarrassed last week. Yep. And it just sucks because now there will be another SEC school that should be able to get in, even yeah. though they beat an SEC school. Yeah, and it's just unfortunate. But I I, <laughs> I expect the Gators and that defense that we saw against Auburn um, to come in, and even against well, actually no, not against LSU. Joe Burrow, <laughs> Joe said Burrow no. towards that defense. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I think LSU is by by far way more superior than Georgia when it comes to offense and defense. Not a big Jake Fromm guy. I was a Jake, big Jake Fromm guy, but he has struggled this year. He's regressed tremendously. Yeah. Um, kid has a lot of potential, mm-hmm. but I just he's not showing me what I thought he he's not showing me what he showed freshman year when he took them to the national championship. 
Yeah, that's fair to say. So I think he goes into the swamp tomorrow. I believe it's a three thirty kickoff. Correct. And the Gators take care of business, and I I think Georgia will be eliminated. Mitch Farnsworth, your thoughts on Georgia at Florida? I'm going to agree. I think Florida does win tomorrow. Uh, this is a de facto SEC title game, pretty much. Right. Because the last four years, the winner of this game has gone to the SEC championship game. Uh, Florida has over 200 yards rushing. Uh, the uh, They've given up over 200 yards rushing, so that's going to be a big thing to look at because they have to go against Swift. Um, they get two big players back. Jabari Sunga and Jonathan Greenard are both returning potentially this week, so... Um, that's going to be big for that Florida defense. And um, Trask on the offensive side for Florida has done pretty well. I thought I had my you know doubts about him, but he's completed 68% of the, his passes. Um, I'm kind of worried because he had those fumbles against Auburn at home, but you know his Florida defense bailed him out again there. Uh, Georgia's O-line has played well. They've only given up four sacks. I think this is a big game for Florida because Florida has an easier schedule and all the way out here uh, compared to Georgia. Florida only after this has Vandy at Mizzou, a bye, and then an easy Florida State win. So uh, compared to Georgia, who has Mizzou, they still have to go to Auburn, a Texas A&M team that's, you know, middle of the pack, and then they have Georgia Tech, which is an easy win. It's going to come down to Georgia offense. If Georgia wants to win, it's going to come down to Jake Fromm. And if his wide receivers, who are very uh, inexperienced, um, I I think Florida is going to load up the box so they can stop the run with Swift because they don't feel threatened by Georgia's um, wide receivers at all. I think Florida wins, but I think it's closer than people think. I think Georgia gets a little bit on offense. So I think Florida in a close one, 27-23. I'm actually going to roll the dice here, and I'm going to think Jake Fromm will lead his team into the swamp, (laughs) and he is going to beat Florida this week. Uh, Obviously, Georgia had that awful, awful loss, one of the worst ones in uh, college football with South Carolina, Um, but that could be uh, one bad – that's just one bad game. I think they will bounce back. Florida – I just feel like Georgia's defense will stand up. I think it will be a lower-scoring game. Uh, Georgia will come out on top. They were they will win this game, twenty one, fourteen. We're Georgia. not worried about Georgia's defense. We're worried about their offense. I'm just saying. Put up points. They, I don't care about Georgia's defense. I know how good Georgia's defense is. It's one of the best. And that's what I'm I saying. They're gonna force turn. They're gonna first torn. Can I talk? Can I talk? Yeah. Well, I wasn't finished my my statement. They're going to force turnovers, and Jake Fromm's going to have shorter fields to work with, and they will just get enough points to win this game. 21-14, Georgia is winning. Um, any final thoughts for that game, Mitch Paula? Um, I just want to say out to the viewers right now that um, if you're betting, since Frank picked Georgia, I'd definitely bet on Florida tomorrow. <laughs> house on Florida right now. All right, we'll see, who, we'll see who's right. But um, uh, but if you do bet your money, we are not responsible for anything you yep, lose. Bet responsibly. If, if you win, though, we do uh, require to take half your winnings. <laughs> yes. Yep. Perfect. Um, so uh, Michigan does play tomorrow. Uh, noon kickoff. Twenty-one and a half point favorites at Maryland. Um, Mitch Bala, your thoughts on this game? Um. <laughs> uh, I don't. I, the game will be over at kickoff. The game is probably already over. Is Maryland even traveling is my question, because uh, they shouldn't. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> Mitch Farnsworth to you, because there's nothing to talk about. <laughs> this is going to be uh, interesting. Um, this is a 12 o'clock game. We just saw how Oklahoma and Kansas State, you know, a team, you know, that looks good the week before is, you know, kind of they're on the road at Maryland. It's the Big Ten game. So you know how Wisconsin and Illinois, too. They went to Illinois, and it was a noon game, and they got upset. So you kind of have to watch out. Maryland's got a good running back, Le'Veon Leak, who's a speedy guy. Uh, He's averaging, I think, eight yards or something crazy per carry in his whole career. Um, Michigan's defense should play really well. They've held their opponents uh, under 65 yards, rushing in the last four out of five games. Um, I think Michigan, there's nothing really to look forward to. There's a bye next week. Luckily that, maybe get some few guys healthy. And then they have the big game against Michigan State, which one of their linebackers just got uh, 
busted for uh, I think performance enhancing drugs and stuff like that. So they're planning to appeal. So you know, I always like to look at that stuff for Michigan State. But um, you just got to be ready for that. The bye next week, and then they got the final stretch of the season. Should be pretty interesting. No, absolutely. Um, I think Michigan will win this game. Um, do they cover the three touchdowns though? Eh, I don't know. That's quite a bit. Do you think they cover I the? Think, I think they do. I yeah, really do. I think, they, yeah, I think you're right. Uh, they Maryland is coming off a loss to Minnesota, and they lost by 42. Shout out to so, Golden Gophers. At Minnesota. I have my question of the week if we have time, and it is about Minnesota. Just hold on to that for one minute. Yeah. We'll, we'll finish up. Go ahead. Yeah, no. Um, I do think uh, Shea Patterson and Jim Harbaugh have, are obviously have to have confidence now after uh, that big win against Notre Dame, a top-10 win. And if Michigan keeps on winning, maybe the time they play Ohio State, it could be another top-10 matchup. Obviously, we'll have to see. Teams are going to lose. Teams are still going to win out. So we're going to have to see what goes on there. Um, but I'm going to go with the scoreline of Michigan 38 uh, Maryland 13. I think Michigan. Wow. Covered. Mine's 38-14. Well, there you go. That wow. Would be... And mine's 37-15. <laughs> wow. Well, there you go. Um, that's what I'm going to go with. And now Ohio State is on a bye week. So we're going to start uh, a new a new segment just this one week. A bunch of different scenarios that will play out in the college football playoff. Um so we're gonna have we're gonna run through four segments. Um, one segment we'll start with just the one. All the favorites went out, which is kind of the most boring one. But out of all the favorites went out, it's pretty much Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, and that fourth spot could still be up for grabs. You could have um, Penn State uh, could be a one-loss team. Florida as well. Um, LSU. If, yeah, LSU. That's another one. Um, so, what are your thoughts on if all the favorites went out, Mitch Farnsworth? All the favorites went out. Then we would have Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, Ohio State. Well, wait a second. Why? Yeah, like in that situation, you have to go with LSU. If LSU's only losses to Alabama and Alabama wins the SEC and is undefeated, I, I you got to take a strong look at LSU in the way that they've controlled the rest of the SEC. Um, you kind of have to look at the Pac-12, Oregon, and Utah. Both have one loss. And they're not really good losses. It's Utah lost to, um, well, actually Oregon's is pretty good because it was Auburn, um, but they would lose because LSU beat Auburn and Auburn beat Oregon. But Utah's losses to USC, and if USC could beat Washington this week, which is another big game in the Pac-12, which could put Washington into the Pac-12 game and knock Utah out completely. But you got to look at the Pac-12. Um, but I think LSU would be top qualified if everything turned out the way it's supposed to be would be probably to get to the second sec team in would be lsu you have a thought here i just want to know why are we automatically crowning alabama as the one that's going to go undefeated well it's just all the favorites and they would be favored against lsu yeah we're going like preseason okay all right that's the only thing i was gonna say whoa 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 here because lsu is obviously number one right now but that's what i was gonna be home for that game everyone's chalking up lsu is losing already wow um if I think you'd have in the past, the committee has made conference championships a big priority. Uh, being a conference champion, correct? Sometimes, so, yeah. So, so that's where you'd get into this issue now. If LSU loses to Alabama, do they take a team that has a loss against perhaps the number one team in the country, as the rank would be? Yeah. But has three wins against uh, top twenty-five opponents, top fifteen opponents, actually. Well, Texas fell out. Well, at the time. Yeah. Um, or do you take a one-loss Pac-12 champion? I think you'd probably honestly have to lean towards LSU. LSU would have by far the better resume. Well, absolutely. It's got, it also depends on how the close the game is, too. They really take that into you know uh, consideration is how close the game is. No, for sure. Absolutely. Um, I mean. But Alabama hasn't played anybody. Yeah, uh, that's true. Alabama have, has not played anybody. Obviously, they have LSU and Auburn coming up, but even then, right now, shout out Joel Klatt. He, the AP top 10 in their win opponent's winning percentage, Alabama's uh, opponent's winning percentage is .391, last in the Power 5. And that's, just, like, for example, LSU's is uh, 585, Ohio State's 581, and Alabama can't even get a 4. That's just how bad the opponents have played right now, and that's what I don't know. Are they... Like, 
are they that good? Are they gonna like obviously they're good. They're beating the teams they're supposed to beat, but we have to find out till week nine or ten if they're actually right. an elite team. Right. Meanwhile, is... LSU's been out here proving it since week one. Exactly. Well, not week one because like you know Texas really isn't that great. But that was a big game at the time. Right, but Tom Herman's a terrible Texas coach. Texas so. still. It yeah. was on the road. Right. So it was still a big win at the time. At the time, and, it was a big win. And what's Alabama's biggest win right now? Texas A&M, who was a two-loss team. Oh, they're ranked again, aren't they? Jeez. Christ. I don't know if I they are. they got but... like five losses in their ranked or something. Yeah, know, probably. Because they're SEC. But no, um, another thing you have to take into account is what if Oklahoma wins the Big 12? Right. Do you take them over a Pac-12 team and an LSU team? Yeah, no, you're right. So... Yeah, it's, I mean that's the discussion. Or if Oklahoma loses, uh, if Oklahoma were to lose in the so Big Twelve again, let's say and a Pac twelve Pac twelve champion doesn't has more than one loss, yeah, then you're looking at maybe a one loss Penn State team versus a one loss LSU team, and Penn State's only loss would be to Ohio State uh, potentially. Well, no, right? I mean that's if Ohio State wins out and everything goes their way, right? But there's definitely there's definitely more scenarios like that we can get into. The next one is what happens if Clemson loses? I think that one open would open up a floodgate because Clemson, I feel like with their schedule, if they get one loss, uh, they're effectively removed in my opinion. The ACC is by far the worst Power Five conference, and even if they lose, um, I feel like they should be out, and that would open up a bunch of different teams that could get back into it. Um, what are your thoughts if Clemson loses, Mitch Ball? Uh, if Clemson loses, in my opinion, they need to be out. They should not even be in the top five or six as the first two out. And uh, simply because their schedule is weak as well, right. they would not <clears throat> be undefeated anymore. And you can't have the whole the uh, defending national champions because that was last year. This yeah. is this year now. Yeah. Um, Clemson loses any game the rest of the way. I believe they're out. They're not in the top six. They shouldn't be. They shouldn't be in the they top six. They haven't looked impressive. However, they're still undefeated. As of right and now. Like, like, I've, like I've said, if you're undefeated, that means something still because it means you've shown up every week and you're, you've done what you're supposed to do. You might, it might not look pretty, but guess what? Oklahoma didn't show up last week. And they got caught. You know what? Baylor showed up last night. Didn't look pretty. Are they still undefeated? Yep. They are. So we'll, we'll talk about your rankings uh, we're, later. Don't worry. I know we're <laughs> going to talk about our rankings, but you got to take that into, into account. No, absolutely. you got to show up every week if you want to be in the college football playoff. Uh, Mitch Farns with if Clemson loses, um, that pretty much kind of opens opens up two spots there. So who would be your your teams that would get in if Clemson were to lose? Clemson were to lose, you got to obviously look at the Pac-12, and if they have a one-loss champion, that'd be huge. Like an Oregon team, which is only losses to Auburn. Right. Um, Utah's really tough if they. It's a USC game. It was in midweek, and they lost by seven. It depends on how USC plays the rest of the season. That's kind of difficult for Utah. They're in a different situation. Um, man, I'm trying to think. Because uh, I was going to say it. you got to look at the Big 12 and how that turns out. There's Baylor's undefeated right now. It's their conference to hold on to. They've got Texas and Oklahoma coming up, both at home. Yep. Um uh, that could be a big determinant, and then they would have to play probably Oklahoma again, or te- uh, probably most likely Oklahoma again in the Big 12. So that could be an elimination game for the Big 12 right there. Right. Uh, man, it, it, there's a lot of different scenarios. You've got you know uh, other teams that you got SMU. You got some Group Five teams that are undefeated that could have a conference title. That you know it, it's going to be hard for them because based on their schedule and who they play, uh, it's going to be p- kind of difficult. Um, but if you're saying that, I would say maybe ugh, you got to look for a second SEC team. Or a potential uh, and, second and, Big Ten team. And or a second Big Ten team in that situation. So right. it's, it's kind of a toss-up right now in probably the next few weeks. Clemson's got an interesting schedule. They got Wake Forest still, yep. which I feel like they're still they're ranked, but I can't really tell how good Wake Forest is. Mm-hmm. And then it's a tough – South Carolina on the road, 10 the season. The rivalry game, that game's always a tough game between the two, so it's obviously a toss-up in that one too for Clemson. But they shouldn't have any problem this week against right. the Wofford. A lot of respect for Wofford, but <laughs> it's not happening this week. Um, one of my favorite scenarios is Mitch Bala. Do you think it is possible that we could have two Big Ten teams and two SEC teams in the playoff? Oh, gosh, I certainly do. <laughs> I think there's a great chance that happens. I think you got to look at this scenario right here. We'll start in the Big Ten. We'll go with Ohio State wins out and Minnesota wins out. Boom. 
Ohio State will throttle Minnesota, and Minnesota's hearts will be broken, and they won't get in. So stop thinking they're going to get in, okay? Because now we're going to go to Penn State, who perhaps will only have one loss. That mm-hmm. loss being to a, a potential Big Ten champion. No, 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 no. That would be two, because Minnesota does play Oh, Penn that is right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yep. that wouldn't work. So you'd have to have Minnesota lose, and then Penn State win out. Then yes, still. After right. the Ohio State game. Yeah, so uh, Minnesota will lose to Penn State. That's a great catch, Mitch. Um, Penn State has one loss. Ohio State wins Big Ten. They're in. Ohio, Ohio State, State would did. be in. Yeah. yeah, I think whoever wins the Big Ten at Ohio State, Penn State, and I'll even say Minnesota because that means they'd have to beat Ohio State or Penn State. Yep. Whatever team, whatever three of those teams win the Big Ten, is going to make college football playoff. Absolutely, hands down. Yeah. They have to. Absolutely. I mean, Mitch, if Minnesota beats Penn State and then beats Ohio State in the Big Ten championship would have game, to beat Wisconsin. And they beat Wisconsin, yes, who's not very good anymore. But still. Um, I mean, wouldn't you have to take a Minnesota team that has two impressive wins, even though they played absolutely nobody? It's very obvious. It's, it's, if you beat Ohio State, who's looked dominant all year, and you win the Big Ten, it's surprisingly Minnesota team. Would have to get you, beat, you beat Penn State. Penn State's at, uh, it's at, a, at Minnesota. And then Indianapolis, you make it all the way there. Obviously, Wisconsin's a rivalry game. You can't really jump over rivalry games, no matter who it is. Um, but I, I obviously, if they win out, it's Minnesota's going to, you know, the uh, college football playoff. Like if Baylor wins out, they're going to make it. Uh-huh. So that was, that'll, that was, yeah. it, it's it's pretty tough to look at it right now because you could have so many situations. Have Minnesota, Baylor could go undefeated. Um, then you got to look at Ohio State, one loss to a Minnesota team that's undefeated. It's And then it, it's all these things that could happen. You never know. It also depends on how the games play out. I mean, if it's a if Ohio State were to play Minnesota and it's a repeat of them against Wisconsin from 2014, then Minnesota's not getting in. Not at all. Because it'll just prove right then and there. But that might also prove that if Minnesota beat Penn State, Penn State's not that good. Right. So then you're looking at, the eye test and the fact that Ohio State had blown through everybody, mm-hmm. assuming they do, and I would say then the committee says, okay, only one Big Ten team. Right. Uh, when you look at the SEC, it's going to probably it's, – It's between three teams. It's going to be between Alabama, LSU, and the winner of tomorrow's Florida-Georgia game. Yep. Which I, I think will be Florida. Um, so then you have to look at – I mean, for this scenario to play out, Clemson would have to lose. Right, Clemson would have to lose. Clemson would have to slip up. Um, and then it would come down to, obviously, like you said, in the SEC, LSU and Alabama have to play each other. If it's a close game, maybe they both uh, stay in, but it maybe if LSU or Alabama blow each other out, maybe that kind of eliminates one of those teams because they would probably would not make the SEC championship game then. Correct. And then they play a good Florida team. I mean, Florida right. would have an impressive win. Impressive. I mean, I'd love to see Florida-LSU again. Yeah. For the SEC championship. That would be a lot of fun. That, would, that game was entertaining. Now it'll be on a neutral field. Uh, in Georgia, so no, right? It'd be a lot of fun, but I mean, I think there's definitely a scenario where two SEC teams and two Big Ten teams get in. The Oregon would probably have to lose again. Utah would have to lose again. I don't even think they'd have. It'd be tough because if Oklahoma ends up winning out, I think Oklahoma would get in over a non-big, uh, not a non-conference championship winner. See, I disagree. I'll disagree with that right now. Okay. If Minnesota wins out to the Big Ten championship game, and Ohio State meets Minnesota in the Big Ten championship game. If Minnesota puts up a fight and their loss is to a top three team in the country, yeah, yes, Oklahoma might be a conference champion. But we've but seen it they, hasn't mattered before. They, exactly. It hasn't mattered every year. Yeah. And they slipped up against an inferior opponent where Minnesota's loss would be perhaps so, the top, the best, or second the second best. best team in the country. Right. I think you'd have to take Minnesota in that spot. That's fair. I mean, obviously we're going to have to see how that plays out. But I want to see. Mitch, what do you think about that? <laughs> <laughs> he just hates Minnesota. I, That's a problem. I know. I, oh, yeah, I hate Minnesota with a passion. I don't think they're going to beat Penn State. Penn State might row the boat on them. So, oh wait, they, that coach is not either anymore. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah, oh, I forgot. Never Get mind. Get on no, to your point. On I I I just think Penn State looks the part. They've played well, and Penn, uh, Minnesota. This isn't played, a Penn State Minnesota preview. All right, this is a a, a playoff preview. It should be because we've been fighting about this for. We'll get into them next week when they play each other next week. God, okay, we'll talk about that later. But uh, going back to the question, 
Oklahoma one loss compared to a Minnesota with one loss to Ohio State. Man, the committee just puts so much emphasis. Effic- I can't say it, but so much on a <laughs> conference title. Not always. It, it, I understand that it's, but it's a conference title compared to no conference title. We've seen it twice already. Uh, Ohio State got in over Penn State, and Penn State had the conference championship. And then uh, there was a two-loss Ohio State conference champion over an, uh, a non-Alabama who didn't win the conference, and they went with Alabama that time. So it. It's twice proven, uh, one that helped Ohio State, one that hurt Ohio State, that conference championship doesn't always matter. So I don't know why they get so hung up on them where it doesn't really always matter. That's just my thought on it. It's interesting because, Pat, we remember in 2014, Ohio State got over TCU and BYU, and that was mainly because they didn't have a conference title. Big 12 didn't have a conference championship game. So you kind of had to look at that too. It's like they just – it was a split between the Big 12 with TCU and Baylor, and that pretty much put Ohio State in in 2014. No, right. Um, and then the last scenario, we kind of already talked about it, but um, what happens if Baylor and Minnesota really do win out and they both go undefeated, both win their conferences? That would be probably right. the funniest they, one. They, yeah. in. they have to be. Yeah. They have impressive wins. First right. off, we'll go to Baylor first. Okay, We'll stop the Big Ten right now. That means Baylor would have potentially beat Oklahoma twice. Okay, And Texas. Oh. Well, they beat yeah. – Texas sucks. Tom Herman's a terrible coach. Know, We're done that. talking about Texas. They're not – I mean, they're technically back, but they're not back. You can't have they're a, not, they're a not network. Back. They're not even ranked. <laughs> but they have a network named after them. That don't mean nothing. It does. It do means some, something's do, back. Do something on the field. Well, they have it. They have. They've shown that they can't play football on the field. They've shown that Tom Herman can't get a team ready. Their All boosters right. are out here saying their quarterback sucks because he's not the right color of skin. All right. He is. All right, go go back to Baylor. Come on. If Baylor wins out, they have to be in. They will have beaten Oklahoma twice. They would have beaten the Texas yeah. team, probably on the Longhorn Network too. Do <laughs> um, you have to put them in? Minnesota wins out. That means they beat Penn State. That means they beat Wisconsin. That means they beat Ohio State or maybe Penn State again. Yeah. So they're in. Right. There's no possible scenario where those two teams get left out if they went out. Yep. No, I think you're absolutely right. I think Mitch already. I'm pretty sure Mitch said they're in right away. Yeah, right away. Right, yeah. Mitch. Uh, Baylor, uh, they've got an interesting schedule. They still have to go to TCU, which that's always a tough game. TCU's improving um, still, but it's it's you get Oklahoma at home, you get Texas at home. It, those are the big two games in the Pac-12, and then you got to play a conference or the conference title game. That's right. three tough games for a Baylor team. That last night, you know, at points, West Virginia could have taken control of that game, or you know, they could have. Duns, West Virginia, they were in that game the whole time, it, and it came down to the last drive. There, it's a West Virginia team that took Texas to its limit. I didn't, I don't know if West Virginia and Oklahoma played yet, but they did. You know, they did. It was up. They have. Yes. Yes. Okay. So yeah, it still. You know, um, this opens the door also for an interesting team, Iowa State. Iowa State in that uh, the standings in the Pac-12 or the Big 12. I'm looking at it. Iowa State's three and two and tied with Texas. If Baylor beats Oklahoma, Iowa State's at three and two. If they don't, Iowa State doesn't lose. That's four and two straight down the conference. Right. Um, it's it can be interesting for Iowa State. Iowa Side State standing, there, but Baylor, you know, tough schedule for them still to go out of the two. Or it's probably an even schedule between Baylor and Minnesota. Really, both They're have both to play have the top team. Yeah, yeah, that's. Interesting. But I think we're all in agreement that if Baylor and Minnesota went out, they they have to be in. No <laughs> matter their in. non-conference schedule, no matter who they barely beat, if you go undefeated in either of the Power Five conferences, you have to be in. I'll say this right now: if they both go undefeated the rest of the way and win their conference, that's a much more impressive entire uh, piece of work and resume than Alabama would have. Really? Alabama's only wins would be against LSU, assuming they went out, yeah. and then whoever's in the SEC championship. Where uh, yeah. Baylor has beat Oklahoma twice, potentially, yeah. you know, unless you know, they lose or slip up. Yeah. At te- or home against Texas, but, I mean, like I said, that's that'll be tough. Minnesota would have beaten Penn State, Wisconsin, Wisconsin and then Ohio State or Penn State. Because Penn State, by the time they play them, is going to be a top-five team. And by the time Minnesota, if they do win out, Play Ohio State, that might be the one or two team in the whole country. Like I, that, Alabama, We just saw Alabama has the worst winning per, opponent's winning percentage in the Power 5 conference. Yep. Okay? 
there is no way it'd be in my opinion to be yeah. a more impressive uh, resume and tougher schedule than Alabama because Alabama does not play anybody. They do not. Well, they don't have to play Auburn too in that Iron Bowl, so we got to keep that. Yeah, in they do. Too. They do play Auburn and LSU, so they, their tough games are coming up. But as of right now, they haven't played absolutely anybody. Yes. So yes. So Screw with that yeah. So we'll move into into our rankings thing now. Uh, which uh, Frank Frank doesn't like the rankings this week. I don't. I mean, I had, I had put the graphic together. Uh, we'll start at the top. Uh, LSU is still our number one team. Ohio State is number two. Alabama is number three. Uh, Clemson's number four. Penn State is number five. Florida is number six. Oregon is number seven. Utah is number eight. Oklahoma is number nine. And Mitch Paul, who's the number ten team in our rankings? What is the Minnesota Golden Gophers? The only reason they are in is because uh, Mitch ranked them all the way at number six. I did. Uh, Mitch Farnsworth and I didn't have them ranked, but there is another team. Um, Mitch Bali, you also had – so you had Minnesota at six and Baylor at seven. I did. Please explain why. Well, here's my uh, thought process here. If you're a good football team, you show up week in, week out. Yeah. Right? No matter what. Right. Right? You want to make college football playoff, you better show up week in, week out. Did Oklahoma show up last week? They did not. Then why do they deserve to be ranked ahead of a team that's undefeated? That well, show that has shown up week in week out, regardless who they play. I know they lost last week or last night. App State. So you're going to say App State's better no, than no, OU? No. I didn't put I didn't put App State. In there, I know, I'm just saying I'm hypothetical. Just, you're these saying are undefeated these are teams. power five teams. Okay, I'm not going App State. I didn't even have SMU in there. I am saying those two teams have shown yeah. up week in and week out, and. It's. I just. I have a hard time. Not. I, I don't know why you put a team with one loss ahead of them when they are undefeated and have shown week in week out. That's just my opinion, Mitch. Go ahead and go ahead and yell at me now. There's so much wrong. <laughs> I can't find the right. Okay. If anybody wants to take a look at Baylor's non-conference schedule right now, I would really let you guys take a look because it's not <laughs> that great I, please someone look that up right now Baylor's because i know the teams they played is it worse is it worse than minnesota's is it worse than minnesota it's almost it's just as bad probably worse than alabama's because i know alabama's is garbage uh, okay so i'll give you it baylor's <laughs> schedule, schedule they played Stephen f austin to start the season tough. That's, tough. That's, tough. 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 that's in state yep University of Texas San Antonio. Tough. No, in state. In state. In state. It's a rivalry game. Yep. But we'll stay in state. Baylor over Rice. Yeah. Yeah. Rice 0 and 8. But tough. Hey, hey, t- they won. Well, listen, 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 listen. Baylor beat Rice by 8. Wow. <laughs> in 0 and 8 Rice team. Well, at the time they were only 0 2. Right yeah, they were only 0 2 at the time, so pump yeah, the brakes. Come on, come on. Baylor hasn't played an on-conference schedule. They barely beat Iowa State. They, I was impressed with their game against Kansas State that they won. They got taken to overtime with Texas Tech, which we just saw what Texas Tech did last week, and I don't think anybody, if you're a fan of Texas Tech, wants to relive that. So we're just going to pass that. Oklahoma State's been up and down. West Virginia last night gave them a good test. They got to go on the road to TCU next week. This is the toughest part of their schedule is what they have left. Well, well, I can't really say anything about Kansas. Kansas kind of, you know. They covered against OU. So it's TCU, Bay, uh, Oklahoma, Texas, and Kansas. That's two and two, uh, two road and two home. We can look at that as their schedule is just not that, like, strong. And it, Mitch put, has the nerve to put him at seven. So bad. Yep. It, you don't play anybody. It's just like Minnesota's. Minnesota played... San, uh, what was it? The South Dakota State. Tough. They play, and won by a field goal. They played Fresno State, and that game went to three overtimes. They played Georgia Southern, which of course now tough. They beat that was tough. State. We get it. Georgia Southern should have beat Minnesota. Minnesota didn't have that last second touchdown. Yes, Minnesota's sir. run through Rutgers, Illinois. Tough. Of course, Illinois again. It's still. It's just the schedules don't. 
match up. That's why they're behind some of these one-loss teams, because one of the, those one-loss teams have better resumes, even with the loss over Baylor and Minnesota. So, and then Mitch Ball wants to put them at 6-7. and seven I do. And, and think it's actually okay. I, I think it is. Look, we, you guys have your opinions about where you want to put your teams. I have mine. Okay, Oklahoma didn't show up last week. Why should I reward them Let me and keep ask them in the you top this. ten? You had Oregon at eight, and you had Minnesota at six. So you're saying Minnesota is a better team than Oregon? Who's undefeated? See, but that you can't just have Who, that. Who's shown up? You can't have that discussion. Who has shown up? Oregon lost to Auburn. You think uh, Minnesota uh, yeah, would that, beat that, Auburn? That game isn't looking too good now anymore. I it's, mean, God, Bo Nix. I don't know. So you, so this is gonna be your new thing now. If they're undefeated, they're automatic. Why would I reward teams that have a loss again? But it's Why not like they're. It's not like Oklahoma lost to a good team last week. No, I'm not saying they did. I'm okay, but saying. so why would I keep Oklahoma ahead of a team that's undefeated? Because they're better. So if LSU loses to Alabama, LSU's worse than Minnesota now. I'm not saying that. They have three wins against the top. What are you talking about? You say you can't. Showing up every week. Well, no, no, no. no. Here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. You can't change the You're not even letting me explain. LSU's loss. LSU's loss would be to a top three team in the country. If Baylor loses, they're automatically out. You just said that you have to be rewarded for every week you win. Exactly. So here, let me let me give you this one. LSU loses to Alabama. Okay? It's a top two team in the country, yes? As of right now, yes. Okay, Oklahoma lost to Kansas State. Okay. Why would I keep them in? That's a terrible loss. You're not wrong. LSU has three wins against top, at the time, top 15 opponents. Well, it doesn't matter right now. Well, now you're making the argument. This is a totally different argument. This is not... Baylor hasn't played anybody. Baylor, this is one loss versus one loss argument. Though. Baylor hasn't played anybody. I'm not disagreeing with that. But guess what? They beat a team that Oklahoma lost to. But does who, Kansas State is on the end all be all Whoa, whoa, whoa just stop right there. What do you mean that doesn't matter? If they beat a team that Oklahoma lost to... How does that not matter? Am I saying that's their only top twenty win? That's one. So, win. so did Oklahoma lose to them? Yes or no? I'm done with. This did argument. Oklahoma lose to Kansas State? But yes. Did Baylor beat Kansas State? Yes. They haven't played each other for a head-to-head yet. Therefore, I'm putting Baylor ahead of Oklahoma because they could beat a team Oklahoma couldn't beat. Simple as that. I agree with that, but I, I totally agree. I, I, you know what? I think Baylor should be over Oklahoma, and they should like. Oh I don't my god! You can't disagree <laughs> with what I just said. But the problem is, you're making the argument, we're going back to the original argument, is if a undefeated Baylor team should be rewarded over a one-loss team. Now you're talking about if Baylor is better than... I, you're trying to make... We went from LSU losing a game... <laughs> well, they're so undefeated, so they're Baylor better. With yeah. no losses, to now we're talking about Kansas State in Oklahoma and Baylor. I, I don't understand how we're going from leapfrogging from different places here. Well, we're first of all, no, no, we're the, just going to end it right The here. Oklahoma thing makes sense, does it not? It does. It okay. to me. I would reward Baylor to be in front of Oklahoma because but of But you're not better the than them. You don't know that. How can you say that when they have not played head-to-head yet, but they beat a team that beat Oklahoma? What coach are you taking in the matchup? Lincoln Riley or uh Baylor's coach. No, they can beat Kansas State, so why not? I'm taking Jalen Hurts or uh, Baylor's quarterback. All right, Baylor's quarterback showed up against Kansas State. <laughs> I just – we're moving on. We're Locks of the week. I'm taking Oregon minus four and a half at USC. Uh, I like that number. I think Oregon's going to roll with over USC. Uh, Mitch Farnsworth, your lock of the week, please. Notre Dame is 17 and a half. I think Notre Dame gets it back on track um, against Virginia Tech. Uh, I think Notre Dame kind of was embarrassed last week. Obviously, oh. I think they uh, they don't really have anything to play for anymore. You know, they're they're just kind of trying to be out there and get rekindle their image after you know they're knocked out of the playoffs. So I think all their anger is going to be let out, and uh, Notre Dame's going to roll uh, Virginia Tech this week. Mitch Bala, uh, your lock of the week: Dartmouth at Harvard, a, a nine and a half point favorite. Um, what I saw last week from Jake Pilata, that 69-yard rush up the middle, nice. Um, where he got caught by the defenders, that was kind of kind of eh. kind of eh, but it was a 69-yard rush, which I was very proud of. Um, previous week, I didn't get to give him a shout out through his uh, first career touchdown pass to their tight end. Um, was going to say it last week till our host forgot his laptop charger. It happens. Uh, it doesn't really happen. That's the first time it happened. Yep. So, uh, yeah. So basically, that uh, big game for Dartmouth this week. By the way, we're gonna. Just yeah. gonna say that really Keggy quick. Keggy the keg. Uh, Keggy the keg. You know Harvard is, or I mean Dartmouth is six and zero. Oh. Harvard's yep. four and two. 
Harvard lost a tough one last week. Um, so you're taking Dartmouth to win by 10? I'm taking Dartmouth to win by two scores, yes. Okay. Um, I'm going to stay in with Georgia at Florida, although I picked Georgia to win the game. Um, I am taking Florida plus six and a half to cover. Um, so the, you, you think they're going to lose by, what, five, three? They're going to lose by a field goal? They, yeah, they, and they would cover, and I would still be right with the Georgia win. Uh, Mitch Farnsworth, your uh, upset of the week. I suck at these, so I just picked a random one. So I'm, <laughs> yeah, I, I it, see that's my kind of my thinking now. Mitch Farnsworth is now five and eleven total. I, um, I'm gonna go Virginia on the road against North Carolina. North Carolina just lost to Duke on the probably the worst way possible. Or was it the other? Was it was it North Carolina lost to Duke? Or was it? Am I thinking wrong? I'm not sure. I think Duke lost North Carolina. I think. Hold on, I'll tell you right here. I'll tell you right here. But either way, you're taking Virginia by plus two and a half. One of those teams did a jump pass over the end zone and threw it right to the freaking guy. I think it was Duke lost North Carolina twenty to seventeen. Duke lost North. Okay. So North. Right. North so it was Duke with the bad play. All right, that that rekindles my thinking. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna still to stay with Virginia. Virginia's looked pretty good this year. Uh, what I've seen, the loss at Miami was pretty bad when I went yeah. against them. Um, uh, or I think Frank picked. I picked Virginia. Yeah, the one Frank picked. My or uh, I picked Virginia. Virginia yeah, they were the road dogs and they lost. Yeah. I think I like Virginia though. It's only a two and a half spread. It's at North Carolina. North Carolina it plays well at home, but I think Virginia just has too much talent with their mobile quarterback. Uh, Mitch Ball again. You wait to the last second. I do. And I week. actually had one picked. I just didn't. I don't like to tell you. Okay. Um, but I've decided to change it. Per usual. Per usual. Um, Mitch Farnsworth told me that my thinking for the, you know, Baylor beat Kansas State, Oklahoma couldn't. They haven't had a matchup yet. Therefore, I'm going to swing Mitch's way, and I'm going to pick Akron as my upset this week <laughs> at Bowling Green, <laughs> simply because Mitch work, goes to Akron, works at Akron. You know, fear the Rue, baby. Yeah. Um, Zips are going to get their first win this week. What's the spread? Uh, isn't it three? It, it's six. Or so, Well, six. I'm sorry, three. Yeah, you give three to uh, Bowling yeah. are at home. Sorry. It's essentially three because the home team gets three. But it's actually three. six. All right. That's yes. why Akron's going to win by 14. Whoa. He's the Akron expert here. So I know he is. That's, so, but that's uh, why Akron's going to win by 14 this week. All right. That's wow. fair. And Bowling Green's going to be like, wow, we really suck. And Akron's going to be like, wow, we're really good for once. And they're going to be like, wait, we're one and eight. And then it's just going to be like, ah, tough. They'd have one more win than Rice. That's true. That's true. That's true. Boom. They have as many wins as Rutgers, right? <laughs> Rutgers beat a tough Liberty team. And Rutgers Mitch, have two. I oh, and, and, and Mitch Farnsworth game. picked uh, Liberty, and that one kind of failed. God damn you, Liberty. <laughs> <laughs> so that'll... Yeah, that'll do me wrong like that, Liberty, against a Rutgers team is one of the worst freaking Power 5 teams in the world, and you lose to them. I'm surprised you don't have Rutgers ranked, Mitch Mala. <laughs> Oh, and, uh, why would I have Rutgers ranked? Just because, you know, they, well, they you're thinking for Baylor, it's just stupid. Well, you, Rutgers has two wins and, like, six losses. So surprised you don't have them over LSU, honestly. Why would I have them over a team that's undefeated? <laughs> that's just, you're just, you're, stop making just terrible arguments right now. Uh, two things, though, before before we end the show. Um, I've been waiting to do this now for two weeks, but oh. um, Mitch wasn't here, and then last uh, week, oh, we God, forgot. Last week, Frank's laptop yes, committee died. I'm sorry that he underestimated Kansas in the wa- freaking rain. Let it go okay. already. I just wanted my. I'm just... sorry that I freaking went against a Michigan man in less miles. <laughs> I'll never do it again. You were right. I was wrong. And what's your other thing here? Uh, I just don't understand why we didn't touch on Memphis and SMU. That's a big game we tomorrow. We have to. We're, we're about to hit an hour, so talk about it. There you go. It's a big game. First off, that's where uh, college game day is at tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken. You almost put SMU in your top ten. I did almost. Oh. But I realized they're not they're not a power five, so they're, you know, there's not. I love just how big of a headache this is giving you right now, Frank. You should see Frank's face right now, Mitch. He is just disgusted. Just, and I can't wait till next week when I start putting D2 teams in the top ten for the college football playoff. If it's the Falcons, then we're good. If not, then we got a problem. I mean, I the game's at Memphis tomorrow. I believe uh, Memphis is twenty fourth in the country. Correct. SMU fifteenth. Uh, yeah, something like Some, that. They're in the teens. Um, this is a good game. This is gonna be a really good game. No one's talking about this. So who's gonna win? Uh I like Memphis. I like the Tigers at home tomorrow night. Uh, night game. 
I mean, night games are just a tough environment to play, really, no matter where you're at, unless it's Rutgers, because I think Rutgers has more workers in the stadium than they do fans that show up to those games. Um, I'm sure the same thing could be same for Ak- uh, Akron football, Mitch. Um, wow. We get a few people. Shots fired. A few people as in, like, four? Or do you mean a few, like, as in three? Or a few hundred? Or... Get to the point. I'm just yeah. saying I like Memphis tomorrow night. I think Memphis will take care of SMU. That's one less team Frank will have to worry about. Uh, do you have anything to say, uh, Mitch? Uh, I really like Memphis also. This is going to be a high-scoring affair. They usually do high-scoring games. Um, it's at Memphis. Winner controls the American West. Uh, the other side, we don't even talk about this, but there's a team ranked the American that only has one loss, and yep. that one loss is a really big, lo- um, really good loss. Yep. And that's Cincinnati. Yeah, I know. They, I... Cincinnati. 17th in the country and their only loss is to Ohio State and they haven't lost since that game they have a game against UCLA that they won UCLA has found an offense now yep. and they beat uh, Arizona State last week which we all thought Arizona State was pretty good until yeah you know, after that Michigan State win but um, SMU they're a big play team I think that Memphis limits that um, SMU did give up 400 yards passing last week or two weeks against Houston I think Memphis is a much more effective team than Houston is, and I really like Memphis. I'm going to go Memphis 48 to 38. I like that. See, I think I agree with you. I think it's going to be a very uh, high-scoring game. You know, lot, not a lot of defense. Frank, what do you what do you have to say about this game? SMU is winning three to nothing. That's all I'm commenting on this game. Wow, wow. And you know, Mitch, you brought up a good point about Cincinnati. Um, although. We don't have a lot of big games this week when it comes to top 10 matchups or just ranked first ranked opponents. There's a lot that could shake out this weekend. I mean, if... It's a lot. The Pac-12 has two games. Yep. They have Washington and um, Utah and uh, USC and Oregon. So that, that could be turning out the whole Pac-12 this week, too. And then, like you said, SMU and Memphis, that loser's going to be in a tough spot. And then, I mean, what if Cincinnati wins out? I'm not saying they're going to the, they're not making the playoff, but, I mean, that's going to be... No way. They're gonna, that's a what? No way. What? You didn't even let me finish talking. You said Cincinnati and playoff in the same sentence. I so. said not in the playoff. Oh, first okay. off, All I right. mean, you listen to what I say. All right. Uh, but I mean, Cincinnati does, would have a good looking resume against their top loss would be, and their only loss could be potentially Ohio State. Yeah. So they beat Marshall too. I mean, my goodness, oh, the that's herd, a t- the herd. You the need herd. the herd. You deserve something. Any final thoughts on the show, guys? We're almost eclipsed an hour here. Can we do our question real quick? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this one's pretty crazy. Uh, this is this one was a, is a uh, far stretch. So Minnesota has now, the, for the first time since 1941, been 8-0. And they went on to win the national championship that year. Boom. The problem was is that it's shared. Oh, who's there it? is one team who's it shared with? that shares a national title in 1941 and it's from the SEC. Can you guess who that team is? Is it in the West or East? Hold on, i got to figure out which one is the West and the East. I think it's the East, if I'm thinking right. Or no, the West, the West, the West, the West. So it's in the West, huh? Yes, it's in the West. Um, SEC West. Um... Any? Do you have any like just quick thoughts, Mitch Paul? I don't. Alabama, they weren't good back then. I'm not sure. I, I really um, don't know. I think Mitch Paul is trying to cheat here over Google and 1941 Wikipedia. Um, there's really nothing else. <laughs> I don't. Uh, I'm gonna guess Arkansas. I don't. Have, who? Who the hell knows? I don't even know if they're in the West. Uh, my guess is Mizzou. Actually, the answer, Frankie got it right first. It was wow. Alabama. Yes. In 1941. Shout out me. The Random problem, guess, Arkansas. Listen to this. This is the problem, though. It was one guy, because the AP poll wasn't created. Well, the, a, the college football after 1950 like established the AP and the like the other, you know, top 25, or you know, they established the top 25 and like right 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 so one guy who made a ranking in 1941 uh, deke holgate and using the holgate system picked alabama as the national champions 
The really? problem is Alabama was ranked number 20 in the nation. Wow. <laughs> nice. And they were ranked behind four SCC teams in that final in that final uh, ranking in the AP. So slightly that, biased. Literally, Alabama still claims that title today. That's sad. So you're telling me all this Alabama love and fame is stemmed all the way from 41 still? Jesus. 41. Oh they're God. literally claimed a national title that one guy who died in 19, I think, 50, like 10 years after the rankings were came out, uh, established that whole ranking. So Alabama still, you can see it. You can look it up. Al- Alabama still claims a 1941 national title. Were they finished in the 20s? Yes, they finished 20th. Wow. In the ranking, the original rankings. That's what incredible. a show, guys! I have only thing I have one thing left to say. Go Tigers! Go Tigers! Go Tigers!